0: Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hey there, welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimak. Why don't you come on in and have a seat? We're going to talk this week about the Mass readings for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The theme that I have for you is, is that you, Lord? Now, I I want to share the backstory of how this theme came about. I'm going to do it with you after after we pray. So, why don't you as I said, just settle in, just relax, and let's place ourselves in the presence of God. I think you're going to enjoy this story, but first I want to make sure that we we speak to our Heavenly Father who is with us, who is standing by, and who wants to help us, I fully believe, wants to help us to hear and understand His message for us. So we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father in Heaven, it's so good to be with you. Thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. Father, thank you for creating us so that we could be in a relationship with you. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for providing for all of our needs from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time. And Father, since you never change, we believe that you will continue to provide for all of our needs. And we're grateful for that. We lift up, Father, all of our family members, ourselves, our friends, Uh, the people we know from church, people we know from our neighborhood, people we have known in the past, all those who don't know you, we lift them up as well, or people who don't want to know you. We lift up all non-believers. We um, lift up all those who are living a criminal lifestyle, who are committing crimes. So many people don't understand that, um, that your way really is the best way and that it'll bring ultimate peace. So we lift all these people up, Father. We pray for our church. We pray for our country. We pray for the world. We pray that you will continue to draw us close to you through the words and the effect of your son Jesus through the sacraments. We ask these things, Father. In addition, I ask you to be with me today, to give me the words, to give me the message that you'd like me to uh, put forth on this program, and also to open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we can hear the message and respond to it in a way that pleases you. And as we always do, Father, I ask these things in the most sacred name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. All right, I've got to tell you this story because it's it's an interesting one. At least I think it is. So, um, I, I recorded, this is actually the second time I'm recording this program. Let me explain this to you. For some reason, I use a scripture app to give me the, the mass readings for each Sunday's mass. And I, I tend to like to read it from, from that app. I, I've just gotten into the habit of doing that. Well, it turns out, and I'm really surprised by this, but the app that I use on my phone was incorrect. And I, I think what happened was the fact that last week we celebrated the Feast of the Transfiguration, and somehow that messed the app up. And instead of the mass readings for this week being the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, which I've confirmed from several sources they are, the app used the readings for the 18th Sunday. And when I when I did the mass, basically what happens is this year, because of the Transfiguration, the 18th, Sunday in Ordinary Time is superseded, and we just move right on to this week, the 19th Sunday. So basically, I did a whole show on the wrong readings, and I said, no, we can't. I got a lot out of it, but that show will never air because it's it's not appropriate. It doesn't fit the Sunday Mass readings. So I basically had to redo the show, and that's what I'm doing now. I'm re-recording it now But a a complication was—and you know the way I—if you're a first-time listener, you might not know this, but if you're a regular listener, you do know this—I always look for that common theme, because the Church pieces these readings together for a reason. And instead of just talking about one aspect of the readings, I like to try to find that common theme. In other words, why did the Church choose this first reading and this psalm to go with this gospel? And I— I pray to the Holy Spirit. I ask the Holy Spirit to lead me. And it is funny because the gospel today is one of my favorites, and it's one I preach about often because it has to do with fear. And, you know, that's not the real theme. When I look at the gospel and the first reading, the responsorial psalm, and even the second reading this week, that's not the common thread that I'm seeing. So we're going to really trust in the Holy Spirit. So anyway, I sat down and looked at all these readings and I thought, huh? I could not, and this happens sometimes, but I I don't ever remember it happening as much as it did this week. Uh, Sure, now that I'm late recording, right? (laughs) Um, I sat down and I looked and I couldn't understand it. And rather than just rush through the program, because I don't want to do that. I I don't just want to get it over with. I want to make sure that I'm giving you the message that I believe the Holy Spirit wants me to deliver. So I had to wait another day to just pour over these readings, to pray over them, and then as as usually happens when it comes to the Holy Spirit speaking to me, it just happened instantly, and I got this idea, and they all, they all tied together in my mind. So I'm excited about that, and I came up with this theme, Is That You, Lord? It's like trying to recognize the voice of God or the presence of God. In the midst of day-to-day life, it's not always that easy. It requires a little work. In a sense, that's what I was doing by pouring over these readings. Okay, Lord, I know you're trying to give me a message here, but I don't know what it is. And you know, that does require some extra work. So that's the theme that I came up with. You let me know what you think. If you think this is, um, is, is an appropriate topic. Oh, look, there's many different directions we can go from all of these different readings. You might hear a different homily at Mass. That's fine, but I feel that this is the common theme, or at least the common theme that the Holy Spirit wants me to talk about. Um, So we'll get started in just a few seconds. Before we do, I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com. If you want to find out more information about my work, or maybe invite me to speak at your parish or your conference. I'm, I'm signing up. Uh, parishes for Forgive Up Worry for Lent Parish Missions for Lent of 2024. I have some openings left, but now is the time to contact me. This year I did seven parish missions, which means I had to start a couple weeks before Lent. I, there was so much demand, and I had to turn at least one or two, I think it was two parishes away. So what I would say is if you want to get me into your parish to, to lead a give up worry for Lent parish mission in 2024. Now is the time to do it. Please visit followingthetruth.com for info on how to contact me, or you can just email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Uh, in addition, you can find out about all of my books there on the website, and you can sign up for my daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled email free of charge. Followingthetruth.com. All right take a sip of my water with lemon to make sure I can get through this without coughing. Uh, allergies have been bad lately. I don't know how they they have been for you, but uh, it's been a rough summer in terms of allergies. What I always do is I always lead with the gospel because the gospel has that place of prominence according to the church, and I want to keep it that way. We'll lead with the gospel, and then we'll use all of the other readings as supporting Uh, readings for the gospel. All right, so here we go. Matthew chapter 14 verses 22 through 33. Again, one of my favorite gospels, but because I want to focus on this theme of, is that you, Lord? Trying to recognize the Lord, his presence, his voice in our lives, which I think is an incredibly important theme. Because of that, I'm going to de-emphasize some of the more obvious themes here. Because, you know, we've got only so much time to do this. So, Matthew chapter fourteen, verses twenty-two through thirty-three. After Jesus had fed the people, he made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And this was after he fed the five thousand with five loaves and two fish. An absolute miracle. When it was evening, Jesus was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. So what we see here is the second of the two documented storms on the Sea of Galilee in the Gospels. This is the second of the two. This time Jesus was not with his apostles when he sent them across the Sea of Galilee. During the fourth watch of the night, and that time is between 3 and 6 a.m., so this is just before dawn, the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him, this is an important point, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. Now, I want, I want to stop here because this is this is the important point in this gospel when it's tied in with these other readings. They didn't recognize Jesus they were so afraid that they thought he was a ghost. They were blinded by the storm. They were afraid. They probably didn't expect to see him walking on the water. They think Jesus is a ghost because they never saw him actually walking on the water before. At once, Jesus spoke to them. Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, I know I said I'm not going to go off on a tangent. Obviously, this is one of my favorite topics. I need to pause and talk about this because even though the main theme is going to be is that you, Lord, learning to recognize the Lord's presence, once you do recognize His presence, we often feel that that peace or we know that sense of peace that comes with the recognition that the Lord is with us. And I, and I, I have to pause because I need to deliver that message to you because I'm sure somebody is struggling today with fear. Take courage, Jesus said. It is I. Do not be afraid. He does not say, don't be afraid because there are no storms or the threat's not that big. He's saying, it is I. I am with you, and for that reason, you shouldn't be afraid. That is so important. And often we make that breakthrough when we look for Jesus. You know, when we talk about recognizing him, if we make the effort to recognize him and to understand... Almost do that self-talk sometimes. Lord, I know you're with me. I know Jesus is with me. I know Jesus is bigger than this problem. And they may, then maybe read a, a, a biblical story of one of his miracles. When you start doing that, you recognize his presence with you in your situation. Because after all, he did say, I will be with you always. So when we start thinking about that, reminding ourselves of that, then oftentimes... That peace which comes from him begins to be realized. At once, Je- okay, at once Jesus spoke to them, It is I, do not be afraid. And Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, this is a further example of somebody trying to discern. Is that you, Lord? Hey, Lord, is that really you? Remember, none of the other apostles recognized Jesus, they thought he was a ghost. But Peter's saying, Wait a minute, I know that voice. Is that you, Lord? If it is you, tell me to come to you. And Jesus said, Come. Peter got out of the boat, and he began to walk on the water toward Jesus. He did the impossible because Jesus was calling him to do it. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he, began, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. So what Peter did was what so many of us do, including me, When we take our eyes off of Jesus and start focusing on the storm more than on Jesus, we begin to feel that fear. But Peter caught himself. You know, and and this this is the thing to remember. It's okay to panic. Don't beat yourself up for panicking at times when we deal with these crisis situations. It takes a lifetime to get used to turning to Jesus the minute we encounter problems in life. I do it much much quicker than I used to, but I still tend to panic because that's my nature. I tend to, to be a panicker, but I have learned to trust in Jesus. And that time frame from panic to prayer has decreased. It takes me less time now to turn to Jesus. So don't beat yourself up. Don't feel you're, you're doing something wrong. Just keep working on it. It's going to get better. Uh, Peter, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And so that's what Peter did. He finally said, yeah, I'm going to pray. I'm panicking. Now let me pray. Get my focus back on Jesus. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and he caught Peter. So this prayer was absolutely effective. Lord, save me resulted in immediately Jesus saving him. And then Jesus said to him, are oh, you a little faith? Why did you doubt? That's a valid question, right? And they got into, after they got into the boat, the wind died down and those who were in the boat did him homage saying, truly you are the son of God. So we see the faith of the apostles growing even from storm to storm, because the last storm they, they pretty much said, who is this after Jesus calmed the storm the first time? Who is this who can calm the, the winds and the waves? You know, it's a, it's a gradual process. Now they're saying, who is this, this man truly is the son of God? so they're growing in faith through the storm. All right, now keeping with our theme of is that you, Lord? Let's look at the first reading. It's from the book of 1st Book of Kings, chapter 19 beginning in verse 9. At the mountain of God, Horeb, Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said to him, "Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by." So Elijah had been told by the Lord, go look for me. I'm going to be passing by. And he went outside the cave, and he waited. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. Okay. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. See, Elijah is looking for the Lord to appear. And you would expect the Lord to appear in a big way. Earthquake, fire, wind. But that's not what was happening. After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and he went out. He went and stood at the entrance of the cave In other words, Elijah was able to finally see the Lord in that whispering sound. The Lord was there, but he was not in the fire, the earthquake, the wind. That's not where he was. He came in this tiny whispering sound. Elijah had to discern, is that you, Lord? I'm looking for you. No, I don't see you in the fire, not in the earthquake, not in the wind. Wait a minute, what's that whisper? Wait, I think I hear him. So you see, much in the same way that the disciples struggled to discern the presence of Jesus as he walked on the water toward them, Elijah had to work at it too. And when we apply that to our lives, Sometimes we miss His presence. I always make the joke when I'm, or kind of say it tongue-in-cheek when I'm when I'm speaking about, and I'm using that illustration of the storm at sea, and I said they didn't recognize Him. They thought He was a ghost. Isn't it a good thing we're not dumb like that? We always recognize the Lord in the midst of our problems. And everybody laughs because we realize we don't. And that's what I believe these readings are about, learning to recognize the presence of the Lord in the messiness of, of your daily life. That's, I think, the message. And that is so important for us to learn to be able to do. It requires work. It, it requires being in touch with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is very good at making the Lord real to us, much in the same way as I turned to the Spirit when it came to the readings, the, the theme for today's Mass, or for this weekend's Mass. I had to wait for the Spirit. But I had to keep working at it. And then when it came, it came quickly. And I really felt this was what the Spirit was trying to tell me. Is it you, Lord? Or is that you, Lord? I'm trying to find you. But it's not easy. I have to keep digging. The responsorial Psalm, Psalm 85. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I really think the key to this responsorial Psalm being chosen is lies in those first few words. Lord, let us see your kindness. Let us see you. Let us see your mercy in this situation grant us your salvation. Let us see you, Lord. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him. Glory dwelling in our land. The Lord is near to us, We might not always realize it, but the Lord is near to us. But in order for us to recognize His nearness to us, we have to work at it. We have to dig a little bit. Kindness and truth shall meet. Justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth. And justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord Himself will give His benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before Him And prepare the way of his steps. A lot of what we see in the Psalms are individuals searching for the Lord in the midst of difficult situations or problems or persecution. Where are you, Lord? And and you know, the when you when you think about the words of Jesus, when he said, Seek and you will find, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and it will be open to you. Ask, seek knock. All of these things are are actions that we can take in looking for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Lord, I, I don't know where you are. Is that you, Lord? Like Peter. Lord, if that is you, tell me to come to you on the water. Ask, seek, knock. And if you make that effort to seek the Lord, it's tough. It's tough sometimes because of the fact that we live in a very distracting world. There's a lot of distractions that we have to contend with. So it's easy to miss the Lord. You know, look at that first reading, the earthquake, the, the fire, the, the wind, all of these loud and noisy events, frightening events too, similar to the storm at sea in the gospel. It's easy to miss the Lord when you're getting, getting pelted in the face with, with waves and the boats rocking and being filled with water. And so many of us, even if we're not in an actual storm, we are oftentimes in stormy situations, financially, uh, health-related matters, loneliness, betrayal by a friend. You you know, the the struggle to to rise up above the sin that we just can't stop committing, whatever it may be. We often find ourselves in these situations, but the secret to finding peace is to actively seek the Lord in each of those situations. All right, now this is always the tricky one because the second reading isn't necessarily chosen during ordinary time. The church doesn't choose the second reading specifically to fit in the other with the other readings. It just moves along sequentially. Right now, we're in Paul's letter to the Romans, but I always like to really push the Holy Spirit a little bit and see if I can find that connection between this reading and all the other readings. And I think I found one. Uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. Brothers and sisters, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness. That I have great sorrow and constant anguish in my part. I have to just have to stop it here and let you know this is a challenging reading. Uh, this is not an easy reading right here. I'm going to do my best to explain it briefly and give you an idea why I think it fits in with the others. We know at this point Paul is in anguish and great sorrow. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred, according to the flesh. They are Israelites. There's the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, of the promises. There's the patriarchs. And from them, according to the flesh, is the Christ who is over all. God blessed forever. Amen. Really what we see, Paul, and Paul is using some Paul is using some uh, pretty dramatic language, you know. I wish that I was cut off I, instead of you. And, and I think here's what's Paul, what Paul's getting at. I had to consult a couple of different biblical commentaries on this one because, I again, I think it's a really tough message. What Paul was concerned with here is that so many of his fellow Jews didn't accept the Messiah. And Paul, remember, Paul was a Pharisee who had that encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, and it changed his life, and he accepted Jesus. And he understood, wow, he is the Messiah, even though I've been persecuting his church. Paul realized that so many of the Jews did not accept Jesus, and he felt bad for them. He wanted them to obtain the benefit of a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, in other words, many people did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. And you know, that's still the case today. Many people don't recognize Him in the ugliness and stress of their daily lives. Now, you see how that ties in with the theme? Is that you, Lord? Is that really you? Are you really here? That's the secret to peace. Understanding that Jesus is really present. And I don't think... There is a better thing that you can do than to go to Holy Communion as often as you can. If you want to get to know Jesus, try to receive the Eucharist as often as possible. And while I'm at it, I'll tell you, try to go to confession as often as possible, because the Lord acts in all of his sacraments. But the Eucharist and confession, they're the ones that we primarily receive the most in in our lives The more you receive Jesus in the Eucharist, if you're able to get to daily mass, it is going to make a difference in your life. I understand that it's not possible for everybody to get to daily mass, but maybe once or twice extra during the week beside your Sunday obligation, you start doing that and you are going to be able to recognize Jesus more in the circumstances of your lives. Believe me, he's there. He's there. Even though you don't see him, he's there. And sometimes it takes work, but if you look hard enough and you desire it strongly enough, if you ask, if you seek, if you knock, you're going to find him. Is that you, Lord? If you keep doing that, sooner or later, you're going to get the answer back saying, yes, it's me. Do not be afraid because I am with you. And once you get to that point, your life is going to look much differently. You're going to find, even maybe not externally, but internally, you're going to have that peace you were looking for. So how's that? You like that one? Anyway, I was really excited about this theme today. And I have to say, in all the years that I've been doing this show, I I probably had to work at this theme uh, (laughs) more than I've ever had to work at a theme before. But when it happened, it hit me all at once. It's like, yeah, that's it. So in a sense, that's what I was going through as I prepared to do this program. Is that you, Lord, or Lord? What are you trying to tell me? Tell me, or where are you? And all of a sudden, yes, Holy Spirit, you came through for me. I've got to run. I'm kind of fired up. This was uh, I enjoyed doing this show. I want to thank you for spending this time with me. You're very special to me. I pray for you every day because if it wasn't for you. There'd be no point to do this program. So thank you so much. If you have any questions, you can always reach me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. If you'd care to donate to my ministry, it would really help me. You can do that securely by going to followingthetruth.com and clicking on donate. Well, that's it for now. God willing, I'll be back with you next week. And I thank you again. I'll keep praying for you. You keep praying for me. And we will continue to find Jesus in our ordinary lives. God bless you. Talk to you next time.